Hello, you freaky devils. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen. And Hayden Bo. And today we have the pleasure of sitting down with Sarah Beckman. Sarah is a professional arm wrestler from Sweden. She's an eight-time world record. No, not world record. World, world champion. World champion. Just Hello, you freaky devils. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen. And Hayden Bo. And today we have the pleasure of sitting down with Sarah Beckman. She is a professional professional arm wrestler from Sweden, and she is an eight-time world champion in the sport. She's amazing. And one of the things that drew me to her was the fact that she competes against men. And I think she has a really interesting story, which is why we're sitting down with her to talk about, um, you know, what she stands for, what, what's her message, how does it feel to compete against guys and, and, and uh, hurting their feelings by beating all of them, uh, the future of arm wrestling, female empowerment in arm wrestling, and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I feel like Sarah is kind of like the the what you are to powerlifting or what like Dana Lynn Bailey is to bodybuilding so it's kind of it's 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 cool to see more women like that in in different sports yeah and as always this podcast is brought to you by go strong equipment yeah keep it short baby Eh? keep it short baby you could keep it short yeah keep it short all right short and sweet yeah you can find them at gostrongequipment.com they've got the best stuff best equipment in the world in my personal opinion and yours I'm sure too and uh yeah you can check them out did i say they're at yet yeah echo no echo strong equipment on instagram check them out buy some uh equipment uh buy some apparel they've got some great apparel too and it's all good people behind the brand so when is the podcast going out tomorrow today um yo if you're listening to this have you guys bought the hybrid slides you see how how those are <laughs> no they are they're honestly i mean unbelievable so comfortable too look there's only so many pairs of black slides with a white logo that you can buy yeah so you might as well change it up yeah we got an all white slide over branded because that's kind of what we're into right now yeah black crazy logos all over it looks awesome yeah just go to store.hybridapparel you don't even know our website hybridapparel.store hybridapparel.store yeah, yeah oh and shop. also don't forget to uh don't forget to screenshot the episode when you're listening to it, post it in your story, and you are automatically entered to win uh, a free entire drop from our latest uh, hybrid apparel release. Yeah. And uh, please share this episode. H- help us spread the word about who Sarah Beckman is, and let's empower some more females. As always, sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Hybrid Unlimited. Thank you. Is this your first time on Hybrid Unlimited? Yeah. yeah. Do you do a lot of podcasts? No. Well, this is easy. It's just yeah, a conversation. It's We're just, probably the most laid back podcast that, that you could possibly be on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, feel like that. Yeah. I've done a couple of Swedish one, but never really in English. Yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about you, who you are, what you do? Yes. Yeah. My name is Sarah Backman. I'm originally from Sweden, but I've lived in Florida for the past seven years. I'm now an American as well. And I've been doing arm wrestling for 14 years since I was 14. So I'm 28 years old. Wow. <laughs> yeah. When you Who introduced you to arm wrestling when you were 14? Well, how did you get into it? Yeah. So how I started was I, um, I, it was just like a competition in my school, high school. I was 14 and I was a big kid and didn't think about nothing and like that. I kind of picked on, didn't have much friends. And this arm wrestling competition 
my teacher just put my name on the list and encouraged me to do it. And um, I end up winning against everybody. Like we're talking all the teachers, all the boys, all the girls. And um, nobody could believe it. Like, who is this? <laughs> what, what is this strength? And that was the, on a regular table in the cafeteria. like With no training. No or... training. And it was just like, you know, really what you bar arm wrestling like this. So my teacher encouraged me and told me that you can do this professionally, right? So we looked up the team that was in Stockholm, Sweden, where I come from. And I tried it and I loved it. Like I felt right away, this is my thing. I felt for the first time in my life, I was good at something, mm. you know? So that was super empowering. And I lost the weight and I started to get gain confidence and I won literally every competition I uh, participated in. Wow. Yeah. What, what was your motivation for losing weight? Just like as a, you just wanted to feel better and be more confident or did it, it happened, help you? It happened automatically. Just from being more active, being more active. And wow. like after these three months, you know, people started to notice and that motivated me and clothes started to fit better. And you're in that fragile age, 14, 15, where you start sure. to care. It just felt more fun to look better and better and yeah, that's how it the timing of it yeah, all is really good like a domino effect it's, that's so interesting to hear that that like you literally burn so much calories from arm wrestling mm -hmm. that you're able to lose weight and i think most people when they think about arm wrestling they think about what you're talking about like bar style like just your arm right. going up and down but if you watch a professional arm wrestling match like it couldn't be farther from that mm -hmm. it, it's definitely a, it's a, a full, full body, body it is it is and we have our equipment is an arm wrestling table you stand up and we actually tried it one time somebody put like a, a stepper on the waist at the time this yeah. is like over 10 years ago this was in sweden and in a two hour practice it was close to five thousand steps wow yeah. Wow, I don't even think we get that many steps. Right. In like in a power, like remember that one time we were at um, Rockwell Barbell in mm -hmm. Chicago, mm -hmm. and in between every, we we went down this like rabbit hole of being obsessed with getting steps in, mm -hmm. and it was like became like we're both so competitive that we were like trying to outstep each other. Right. So in between every set for like the whole three hour workout, I was like doing a lap around the mm -hmm. gym just to get them in. <laughs> to get. I don't. I don't. I don't even think I got four thousand. Yeah. No. Which so that's like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Over the course of an hour because. Just moving, like you think. Yeah. How much walking around could you do? But that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And what what's the scene over there for arm wrestling? Like, in is Sweden. it very, is it very popular? It's very popular. So, like for example, I've lived here for a long time now. But my last Swedish nationals, you know, ten or nine years ago, we were, you know, around four or five hundred participants you know and wow. it's, uh, that's all age groups you know and all weight classes together combined you're you're considered like it's so professional over there like we don't make money from the government like other sports like you gotta fish your own sponsors kind of like that to kind of make it it's an expensive hobby otherwise because you gotta travel to get some competition mm -hmm. um but um what's the most impressive part is the, the female aspect, like we have 50% females wow. doing the sport and 50% male of all. Wow. So yeah, at any given competition in Sweden, you cannot relax and be like, yeah, this is an easy day. Like, cause there's so many chicks in your weight category 
And if you're having a bad day, somebody will take your spa. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're always like pushing, you know, to get better. And coming from that background, it ju- it really helped me where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. You know, always pushing, pushing, pushing. Let, mm-hmm. Don't relax. Mm-hmm. You can't. <laughs> Were you let down when you came over here? Like, I'm, I'm assuming the comp- level of competition in America, at least on the female side, is less. Did you just come over here and you're like, oh, this is easy. It's like I'm playing against kids or something. Well, I knew it. Uh, like, USA is kind of famous for that. Like, there are really no good female arm wrestlers. I knew that. So it was always kind of a goal to come and ch- try to change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe bring more attention to the sport on the female side. But so far, I we see a little increase, but there's still a long way to go to get to the European levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Before I'm wrestling, did you participate in any other sport? I, I did gymnastic when okay. I was little from f- um, age five to 12. But I was always fat or like mm-hmm. overweight. So like I was always like a big kid. And I that's also something I believe in because of all, carrying all that extra weight. I had to do all the shit that they were doing. You know, the flips and the climbing ropes and whatnot. And it's when like I, exercising with a weighted vest on. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's that's also I believe in something must have helped me being strong later in life. Yeah, for sure. You know? I think you see that like with a ton of kids who are overweight growing up just in like America and Canada with sports like football. You know, and those kids eventually lean down, lean down. Mm-hmm. The muscles that had to support them for all that time is big. Like, like they still have big calves. Like I knew a guys who had freakish calves who were chubby growing up and lost it. So I think there's definitely some validity right. to that. Yeah. But so being that there isn't a ton of female competition here, what'd you do? Um, so to get some type of practice challenge and especially this year when everything is canceled due to COVID, I participate in the men's category, um, in close to my weight category. I, I am right now like 176, 180, and I try to cut down to 165-ish and compete with those guys because above that, it's just another level. Mm-hmm. Sure. But uh, so far, I'm doing pretty well in around that category in the men's. Is, <laughs> there, is there any other female that competes in the male category? No, I've, I've never seen it. I've seen a couple of girls from Sweden try once in a while, but it's not common. Like, especially in Europe, because I wouldn't do it with the men in Europe either, because I, I have enough competitors in the females, yeah. you know? But there's sure. maybe nobody showing up here, mm-hmm. or maybe one, you I know? See. Yeah, so. and like you said, it's a lot less professional here. Do you think, or do people like when a female does enter a competition like that, is it maybe like a similar situation to what you were in when you started where someone was just like, oh, you're like strong. Maybe you should go try arm wrestling. Yes. Yes. So you got a lot of beginners. Yes. A lot of beginners. And I mean, you got to start somewhere. So I always try to encourage them and when people are scared too, intimidated, you know, and I, I get that. I was too. Mm -hmm. Uh, you gotta challenge yourself, and also another like that's comforting to know com- competing with men is win or lose. Like I can, it will only get me stronger. You know, I compete mm-hmm. against men. You know, how can I not get stronger from that mentally sure. and physically? Physically, you know. Yeah. I had yeah. a, I had the same exact attitude when I used to play soccer. Right, I used to train with the guys all the time. Mm-hmm. And the girls, like mm-hmm. I would train with, I would finish my session with my, with the girls. And then I would stay over and like train with the guys. And I always say that, like, it makes you such a stronger competitor, like mentally, especially. Yeah. Um, and obviously physical because you, you get to 
you, you know, guys are a little bit more athletic, I think for the most part, mm -hmm. genetically that's been proven. So I think just like being around them, watching how they move and watching how they use their body and trying to imitate them is super helpful. For sure. And it, exactly. Cause I feel that studying male arm wrestling has helped me more than female too. Like it's just, they have stronger joints, like all, they have different hormones. Like, like you said, they're programmed to mm -hmm. be more, more athletic, athletic and stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, so they can utilize their body parts better. Um, in my case, arm wrestling. And that's how, how I have studied, you know, my goal is to be a well-rounded arm wrestler. You know, I don't focus on one technique. I want to be strong. Like no matter what happens to me in a match, I want to counter it, you know, and I quickly, you know, so that, and men, like you don't see that in, in, with girls. Sure. Yeah. They focus on the one technique and you lose because they have nothing else. What are, what are some of those techniques? Okay. So there's two major techniques. Uh, one would be the top roll. It's kind of the most technical. So after you take the grip, you apply pressure on your opponent's fingers so your opponent's hand will open up like this okay and this way you will lose yeah. your angle yeah so if i top roll you i apply pressure on your fingers and i open your wrist like this and boom okay like that that's super common with girls the other one would be a hook we literally go into a hook like this and this way we will utilize more bicep we will do like a drag mm -hmm. and then we'll, you will have to like slide me and open me up like this mm. okay yeah Cool. So some people just are really good at one of those, but if they get taken out of their comfort zone, it's kind of game over for them. Pretty much, you know, so I believe in being well-rounded. You got to be strong everywhere. You know, it's like a dance when you, it's such a difference when you train with somebody that has done it for a short time, because they're like, all right, now I'm going to go top roll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then you go with somebody that's, has done it for a while. We don't even need to speak. It's like a dance. You know, we, we just feel it and. That's a beautiful thing. That's cool. Yeah. Did you experience any sort of resistance from like guys when you were started to compete against them or were they welcoming? Oh yeah. Um, I have been denied entry in the men's cl uh, class before. Um, they, the organizer said, what if you hurt their feelings? You know, <laughs> so the organizer, uh, the organizer stopped me and I had driven like nine hours to North Carolina. I was sure I was no going to do it, you know, and they just... Nope. So I just sat the whole competition out and had to drive back. Because wow. you were going to hurt their feelings if yeah, you won? That was the reason. That's pretty ridiculous. But the guys themselves said, no, let's let her compete, you know, but the organizer didn't want that on them. So there's that, but it's super welcoming. I uh, think it, it's cool for you to be able to, to compete against guys because it's a win-win. Mm -hmm. Like if you beat a guy then that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And if you lose, then there's kind of no downside either. It's like you're, you've, you're already so much like above and beyond. Like yeah. you're out of your category. You're competing mm -hmm. against people who are bigger and stronger. Yeah. yeah. Like I think that's, it's super that's comforting. Cool. I have nothing to lose. It, that's for sure. Um, but, but no. the sensitive guys have lots to lose, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but also that should be like also a motivator for them. Maybe I yeah. need to train harder now or, you know, <laughs> something. They need to change something sure. to beat me next time, you know? And actually one guy did that like just two months ago. I beat him very easy. And then just two months later, like last week, he beat me. He, he got hungry from losing from me. And that's awesome. You know, that's how sport is. Right. You know, you learn from your losses and change 
that's really come cool. back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, well, that's a winner's winner's attitude, right? Like if you get beat, then you use that as a, like a learning experience to get better. There are some people who aren't great competitors and never achieve great things who really get down on themselves for losing and, and get discouraged. And I think it just perpetuates like this, you know, negative feedback loop cycle where like you're just feeling bad about yourself and how bad you are and never end up improving. Yeah. I think that's a winner's mindset for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Sarah, so how do you, how did, what made you move from Sweden to the States? How did you get, or why, why, how did you get here? Yeah. So I was doing arm wrestling. I was like on top of that and traveled everywhere and I did it for a living. And then WWE approached me. What, while you're still in Sweden? I was actually like in Los Angeles and trained at Venice at oh, okay. the Gold's Gym over there uh, for like six months and just wanted a break from Sweden because it was winter and I just wanted a different uh, environment. And um, actually Chris Bell. Um, yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, I trained with him and he's like, you would be perfect for WWE. Let's take you to an audition. There's an audition right now in LA. He took me there and I barely spoke any English. Like I was just like, I just wanted to train and get away from everything. And I did an audition and I did terrible. But they saw something and they got hired on the spot. Why did you, why do you say you did terrible? Everything. Like, you know, the, everything in the ring. I, I couldn't speak English. Right. So they're like, say something to the camera because you got to act. Right. And I was like, I'm Sarah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I couldn't, you know, I had nothing to give. And I mean, I remember I, don't, I was not comfortable moving around in the ring and, but they still wanted me and gave me. The, the job but the one condition was you gotta stop arm wrestling and it was a tough very tough decision because arm wrestling I always said it's the love of my life um, but I was like maybe this will take me somewhere different maybe this is good because I've done arm wrestling now for at the time for six seven years I had won almost everything that is possible to win uh, currently I was like on the third spot overall I just had two more names to be to be overall champion of the world so I was like climbing, 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 and then WWE t- it came. They took me, and my whole training changed. You know, you gotta look good. Arm wrestling is not important anymore. I just had to like get away from that. I started WWE. Um, it wasn't really for me. Um, what What were the aspects that you like found particularly challenging, or that you, that just w- didn't feel so right? So many. For you? Yeah, just looking back, you know, coming from Sweden, you get little support, you know. But the living situation, I didn't have a car, no driver license. I barely spoke English, you know, and I had to figure out that all by myself. Mm-hmm. And to get an apartment with no uh, green, I had the visa, but no green card. Like you had to have a social security number. Like it, things was just hard for me. And I was on my own doing all that. Um, so that was like super hard to deal with trying and then had to be training wrestling six hours a day and just climb up to this new thing mm-hmm. uh, I lasted about six months I was very unhappy I was like this was not for me and I felt like a big failure because I had sold everything in Sweden left everything behind to pursue this but yeah but you know if you're not happy you shouldn't stick with it I took up a space from somebody else that would more- appreciate it yeah that. so it's not right for me to stay there just because it's a great opportunity. I got to follow my heart. And it, no, especially with a thing like wrestling, if you don't absolutely love it, 
you're going to be miserable. Like yeah. you have to be passionate about that yeah. and love all aspects of it because yeah. the time and energy commitment are humongous. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it will be your new life. And I, I did not have passion for it or love for it. You know, I always thought that maybe this is the new arm wrestling for me. Like if I had that, oh my God, yeah. I would rock WWE, but it just never got there. And I felt it very early on uh, when I started, I was like, I dreaded the trainings, you know, and the travel and it's like, I, I can't do yeah. this. No, I That's totally a, understand a that. tough decision to make yeah. and a, a mature one too. How old were you then? I was 21. 21. Wow. Yeah. Just to pack up everything and be on your own. It's yeah. pretty young. Yeah. That's, and you're 28 now. Yeah. So what did you do from that time until now? Yeah. So I met my now ex-husband there. He's a wrestler. And we started a life together and I kind of got away from sports altogether um, to, you know, build a life with him. And he was gone all the time because he's a wrestler. They're mm -hmm. gone all the time. And I just focused on me making a life for us while he was gone and, you know, house and home. And we had a farm and, and then it lasted for about five and a half years and, we, it, you know, people divorce for sure. many reasons, but it just didn't work out at the end. And it's better. Again, you got to follow your heart. You know, if it doesn't work out, you, even if it's a hard decision, something better may be in store for you. You know, sure. you just got to take the jump. Yeah. They always say breakups make champions. Is that you what get, they say? Really? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard it. <laughs> Yeah, because you get you get all this time now to just focus on yourself instead of splitting it up yeah. you know, across yourself and somebody else. Yeah, which sounds like it's a lot of what you're doing. So. Right. And then you. So now after that, were you? When did you start competing back in arm wrestling? Uh, one year ago. One year. Oh wow, yeah. that recent. Yeah, very recent. And since then. Since then. Um, Okay, this is such a long story. I'll try to make it short. So for six, seven, six, five, six years, I did nothing. I trained um, occasionally, but not serious. Like when I'm serious, nothing else matters, right? Like it's mm -hmm. just one goal and you go and get it. And um, I know that I cannot commit to this life that I had built with my ex-husband and pursue this professional career. Like it's just, I just can't. Because he doesn't understand arm wrestling and like, you know, it's, sure. it's very crucial to find somebody that is on the same path with you that want you to succeed, to be a champion. Right. Um, but last summer I got a call from a big arm wrestling organization. One of the biggest. That's wall. Yes. -A yes. And they contacted me and said, Hey, would you like a match with 30 time world champion, you know, from Brazil? Gabby is her name. And I was like, because she never stopped. I mean, she's just every year win double go right, right and left arm world champion. You know, I know what level she's on, you know, mm -hmm. but I needed something like that to just take me back to reality. I've been for so long just losing myself. I was not competing. I was not happy with me. I was doing this life, but I know there's more to me, right? So I was like, fuck, I'll, I'll do it, you know, like this. I had nine weeks to get ready and I had to lose 45 pounds in, in wow. nine weeks to make the weight. What was the female weight class? That, that um, what was it? 176. 176. So I was a, I was a big girl. 
again, <laughs> very easy to gain weight. And uh, <laughs> like food. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I diet, but um, losing the weight and training very hard for that match. And um, we decided to get the divorce in the prep to that match. So that was just like... Very distracting. Very distracting. But I was like, I can't go through with this match, you know. And But I thought to myself that this is for me, you know. And win or lose, it's a start to my comeback. And in this match, she beat me, but I also tore my shoulder. So Oof. like, the yeah, I, I tore my rotator cuff and... Um, it would have just been way easier if I broke my arm. The surgeon said, because really? it was such a drastic, it like 100% torn off the bone, my uh, subscapularis. And I kept shattered the, the, the tendon shattered because I kept pulling like six more matches after the initial tear. Oof. Yeah. So it was a very big surgery. He had, had to do like an open um, surgery for that. And I was two months in a sling, but I competed with my left arm still. I never like two days after surgery, I used to start training my left arm. So at one point, like six months ago, I was just so big on my left side and I was, you know what happens like when you sure. can't do so. Well, you atrophy so fast. Oh my mm -hmm. God. You lose all of the muscle. <laughs> I, I Shocking. Mm -hmm. You know, when I came out of this thing, it was like a cooked angel hair noodle. Like it was <laughs> really, you know, it was nothing. I barely we got tired, like putting my hair up. I couldn't even, you know, like wow. there was nothing there. Have you ever felt that? Well, yeah, I, I have broken my leg uh, a couple of times. Couple times. <laughs> yeah. What? I've never yeah. been immobilized, but I've seen I've seen the effects of being immobilized. What it does. Yeah. And that but you know side. what's interesting is that actually training your other arm was probably very good for preserving some mass on the other side because that it does yes. have an effect. Yes. And a lot of uh, smart people have said that, and now you're another smart person saying that, and that makes me happy because it's true. <laughs> I, it I saw is, it yeah. on myself because people kept asking like. What are you, how could you come back so fast and accusing me for steroids and everything? But no, no, I never stopped training. I did legs. I did cardio. I went for walks. I trained my left arm. Uh, I was not going to let this stop me. Well, I'm going to just lay down and right. let it. Well, in the PT field, right? Mm -hmm. They recommend that you yep. train just as hard with your side that's not injured yep. for that, for that exact reason. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 It's cool that you just kind of came onto that yeah. intuitively without oh, yeah. being told about it. Yeah, no. And now, like a year after, I'm like maybe 65% with my right arm. It's going to take some time to get back to full potential because I have pain. Um, but my left arm is stronger than it's ever been That's in, awesome. in 14 years, like doing arm wrestling, just because I never stopped. Mm -hmm. You know, in a sling, I just would go and train wrist curls, for example, you know, and it's... So that made me think of something. So how do, does the sport work in terms of how a match is set up? So now you have the, your left arm, which is really strong. Probably what's like, that's a, probably a competitive advantage for you mm -hmm. when you compete with that arm. But are there matches that are just only with one arm or is it always two or like, how, how does that work? Yeah. So on a big championships, for example, there would be like left arm on the first day on the second day would be right arm. Okay. On a smaller tournament, it would be one arm before you know, first half of the day and then they go over to the next arm like that. So okay. yeah, so, you always have a choice. So the left, left arm is usually second day, you said? Yeah. First day actually. First day. So yeah. is that a competitive advantage for people who are stronger with their right arm? Well, because if you like survive the first day, then like the show, the actual championship comes down to yeah. who wins with your right. Yeah. So 
it differs a lot. A lot of people are right-handed dominant and, and they only focus on that one arm. I think it's stupid. I always say it's way funner to win two goals than one, right? So be try to be equal. Oh, so they're, they're different categories yeah. altogether. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, but I believe if you compete with your left arm first, your nervous system is woken up, you know, from the ready go, you got to be fast. And then you're just more ready for your right, right arm the next day, mm-hmm. you know? So th- I believe in that too. But, um, everybody's different. Some people just compete in one or the other because of injuries or mm-hmm. like that too. Is what's more common? Like somebody like uh, Devin Lorat, does mm. he compete both? Or yes. He- He's super equal. Uh, okay. One of the few top that is equal like that. He, he'll take any match against anybody at any time like that, you know? So is he the best in the world? Um, right now they say a guy from Georgia is the best. His name is Levon. He's just like a Hulk. Literally, he looks like the Hulk. He's, I don't know, 150, no, 170 kilo, which is, what, 400 pounds or something like that? That is 374. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a big dude. And his forearms, like, he's currently, I would say, ranked number one. But they are contracted with different leagues. Mm. Now, Devin is with WAL. This guy is with professional arm wrestling league in Europe and they all world want to see them of course, but uh-huh. because of contracts, they can't. Wow. So, oh, so there's exclusivity between the federations. Yeah. They should just make a, like a friendly match, right? Like a, or do like a, a, just in a gym or something. Yeah. It would probably be in the interest of both federations to allow have, it, th- mm-hmm. have like a championship mm-hmm. where you like how in football there are at the MLB, there's different leagues and then yeah. the winners of the leagues play for the world series. Right. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Like a super match. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see that. Sarah, so in terms of training, um, like how do you train for that? Do you lift weights, deadlift, yeah. bench, squat? Okay, so I'm, yeah, I'm actually one of the few arm wrestlers in the world that train well, like all body. You know, you ne- very rarely see a arm wrestler with big legs, big and strong legs, like because you don't really need legs. But I believe if you have a strong lower body, that's going to somehow help your body too like i'm no doctor like that but it's just i have proven to myself that i have a strong body i'm gonna be strong in arm wrestling um so i i train powerlifting uh, bench not now because of my shoulder injury but i love deadlift i love squats and you know to keep the nervous system primed yeah yeah like of course you engage big muscle and you know, everybody knows in a squat or in a deadlift, there's not one single muscle fiber that's not activated, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. that's, of, of course, that's going to generate strength and power to anything you do. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Not to mention your mind sharpens mm-hmm. and just you're confident and you, yeah, no, I believe strongly in it. So I do that once a week, powerlifting stuff. And uh, the rest of the days, I have one rest day and then five days is arm wrestling. So arm wrestle practice, arm wrestle training, yeah. like just practicing the movements. And yeah. The I would do like one arm wrestling practice on a table. It's and one practice is usually three hours and we just literally pull on the table until we are fried. And, um, the rest of the days would be like one day is bicep, one day is wrist this way. So up <laughs> and then one, um, is wrist this way. Mm-hmm. Like with a weight or yeah. with somebody? Like, but like- I, the one, one training in the gym is three hours too. So I train my wrist like this for three hours. I train my oh wrist my like this God. for three hours, but different exercises. And then I have one bicep day and then one um, top roll day, pronation day. So pronation, you know, the pronator. 
mm-hmm. is connected like this because you want to mm-hmm. be strong and take your opponent's hand. Mm-hmm. So it's very specific like that. And of course, a lot of rope climbing, pull-ups like that for your back because you want that drag, mm-hmm. you know, from arm wrestling like that. Mm-hmm. So. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Like it's a lot of lat stuff trying to pull oh, someone away from Oh, you. goodness, yeah, back pressure is so important. You know, if you don't have your lock, you very easily get beat. That makes sense. So, yeah. Is that, and so, but traditional working out, you're only doing once a week? Yes. It's pretty amazing how strong you've been able to get training once a week. Mm-hmm. Like you said, your deadlift max was 400 pounds. Yes. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Could you imagine if she actually like... I don't think I would ever deadlift 400 pounds only training once a week. Do you imagine if, <laughs> do you imagine if she actually like focused on... Powerlifting. Powerlifting for a bit? She'd get that deadlift up to like mid 500s easily. For sure. Wow. That makes me like, I would love that. I love deadlift. Yeah. So, that's your favorite lift? Yes. It is. It's your be- what, what do you squat? Mm, my best ever was um, 350. 350? So like 160 amazing. kilos? It's still amazing. Yeah. That's amazing for training once a week. Yeah. That is really cool. But You should do a powerlifting meet one time. Yeah. We're a little biased. Yeah. I would love to coach that'd you. That'd be cool. Yeah. No, I, I'm totally game. Like I've always wanted to and like... Um, I lied. I've not always wanted to, but uh, I've been thinking about it. Appreciate the honesty. I, I have been thinking about it because I love it so much. And I've gotten a lot of shit like, you're an arm wrestler. Why would you? And because I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I enjoy this type of training. I enjoy you feel strong and a different, like, yes, if I feel, I'm, I'm strong in arm wrestling, I'm not, it doesn't translate so much to everyday life but if you're strong in your body like you you know your midsection like your legs Mm -hmm. it's just a different feeling you know i if you're out from an injury like from my i couldn't um i can only squat actually for like seven months and i was squatting in a sling you know like this did you have a safety squat bar where you could like hold on sometimes but sometimes i didn't (laughs) so i was just like you know i don't know i was yeah you just needed to do something you know i can't just sit yeah. Yeah. I um, feel that. Yeah. I uh, had to do the same thing. Like, like I said, I, I broke, I played yeah. hockey growing up and yeah. I, I broke my leg and like the most upper body progress I ever made was during that time. Cause right. it was all I could do. And I was going crazy right. from not being able to play hockey, not being able to, mm-hmm. you know, train lower body. Right. So I was just, just to like put 50 pounds on my bench yeah. in like high school. That's so cool. Yeah. Doing that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. There's always a silver lining to, to those things. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Everything happens for I mean, cliche, but everything is for a reason, you know, and, but I, I believe it, you know, um, one time before I kind of strained my left arm and for one year I was out with my left arm, but my right arm improved incredibly. Like, so when you have injury, you work around it and focus on whatever you can mm-hmm. yeah, and that's going to pay off. For sure. For sure. Again, an attitude thing. I think if you, if you view an injury like that as like an opportunity to work on things that you've been neglecting or areas of weakness that you just don't like training, then you end up coming out of the injury a lot stronger. Yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. What, um, what, what do you do for a living? Like, it, it, do you have sponsors from, uh, arm wrestling that, yeah. that pay or what? Yeah. So I used, it used to be like that before I started WWE. You know, I did it full time. I traveled the world all the time and that's what I did. And I also did my, I had my own business in Sweden uh, where people or companies or fitness expos, uh, bachelor parties, events, anybody who wanted could hire me for the day or for the weekend. And I would bring a table and just 
beat men in arm wrestling or whoever <laughs> oh, wanted, that's so you know? Cool. Yeah, so they would hire me for the day because, <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. a draw, you know? Like when you are um, like a bachelor party, you know, like 25 guys, you know, mm-hmm. and they're drunk and everybody's happy and they, huh, you, this little girl, you know, but <laughs> I beat them, you know, it's fun, you know, <laughs> it's really fun. And fitness expos too. Um, bodybuilders walking around and they test their strength and they realize that they're not so strong. <laughs> they only look strong. <laughs> but wow. yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. So that's what I used to do. But now I've been a real estate agent for the past six years. Okay. Great income source. Um, but again, not a passion. So I personal train and I am working on um, sponsors and, and um, I'm in the middle of my comeback. So it's just a matter of time before things happen again and i have a couple gigs with the arm wrestling where again what i used to explain so it's it's coming together that's so cool just yeah. being a ringer it reminds me of have you seen the simpsons episode where homer gets a dumbbell as a present and it's only one <laughs> so he just he's doing this like all day long no matter what he's doing <laughs> and he's just like punking people into into like arm wrestling they'll see a skinny arm and he'll like hide it in like a, the other one and then he whips the huge arm out and he's like killing all these people <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That is fun. It is funny. It, it's funny actually how, you know, arm wrestling is, is still like a, you know, very niche, just the same way powerlifting is, but it makes it into mainstream media quote, like often. Yeah, it does. Like, have you ever seen uh, Over the Top, mm-hmm. the movie? Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone yeah. was played it and it was the whole movie based on arm wrestling. Yeah. It's cool. I think there's interest in, like in the sport. Oh, yeah. I think you just need more people like you. Who don't like just the way powerlifting needs people like Steffi, right? Who don't like look like the stereotypical type of person you might imagine yeah, yeah. does that sport. Yeah. What do you think is the future for arm wrestling in this country and internationally? Yeah. No, we see a huge growth. Like a couple of years ago, when you said to told somebody I'm an arm wrestler, people would be like, "Wow, is that a sport? You can do that?" Like everybody <laughs> knows about it, but think of it like something on the kitchen table or in a bar setting, right? Yeah. Uh, but now people don't are not acting confused anymore. People have heard of it, you know. So we see a huge growth, and uh, it's getting more and more televised. We have more pro leagues that start to, you know, grab athletes' contracts. Um, we see a lot more money. So I I don't speculate too much, but I see other people speculate. Like within five years, it's gonna be huge. I hope so. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be cool. nice. Yeah. I and see you. I I see you as such, a f- as such a figure of empowerment for women. Do you feel like you're like part of your your message is being a role model for for women? Absolutely. Um, I want to prove to myself first of all that you can do anything that you put your mind to, man or woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you want something bad enough, like when I started, on, I I quit school when I was sixteen. You know, I wanted to just do arm wrestling. I went to like culinary school. I was like, and I was, remember I was in school thinking like, all right, I'm cooking this meal. How is that going to make me a world champion in arm wrestling? You know, right. but that's what the norm tells you. You got to go to school, get good mm-hmm. grades. Yeah, that's how you get a good job. And that's how you're going to live life. But that's not what my heart wants. So I skipped, uh, quit school when I was 16. I moved to Bulgaria, trained arm wrestling and just took wow. off. Yeah. Like I was so determined to be the best, you know, whatever it took. Uh, so man or woman, you know, whatever your heart wants, you got to listen. Like we only live this one time. Yeah. Do what you love. Uh, but yes, um, 
uh, for women, um, for sure. Like I see a lot because I was also a young girl and I was scared and, you know, intimidated and felt like I took a lot of space, but I wasn't. I was always like in the corner. Just don't look at me, you know, but oh my God, you are so unique and powerful just as you are, you know, mm -hmm. just embrace it. Um, so I, I love to see strong girls, you know, and like you, oh my God, how cool. <laughs> Steffi Cohen, like you're, you're so cool. <laughs> and you know, it's just super cool how we're all, um, you see more and more of females, you know, on, on social media, just getting bigger and bigger, you know, not body wise, but like, Personality, wise, personality yeah. yeah like yeah. we're not being looked at like you're weird or anything it's just people look up to that admire it you know yeah there's a lot of respect nowadays i think respect for, is the word respect yeah. for for females who break the mold of like what traditionally what women are supposed to do, to do or be in a society that's i think that's the most powerful thing in terms of like females being involved in sports is that that aspect of like just breaking down stereotypes and proving to the world that women can participate in anything and actually crush it and mm -hmm. be equally as good or better mm -hmm. than men, mm -hmm. you know, in powerlifting, the, the top three best scores are for a woman. Like when you standardize it across, across genders, across age and weight classes, the top three scores are women. So, Incredible. you know, we're just like, as when you're a girl, you're born into this world that like wants you to be a certain thing, right? Wants you to, to follow a certain path and behave in a certain way. And it's really difficult to, to break that mold, break that stereotype and actually sh show who you really are. And I think that's why social media is so cool because it showcases people like Sarah that, you know, are absolutely crushing in a sport that's not that popular for girls and who's owning it and who's competing against men. And, and I think that's just such a powerful thing and can benefit the younger generation so much. And, and I think too, in the last like five, 10 years, women have really gotten past the point of novelty in sports. Whereas before I almost feel like it was condescending of society, the way they treated women in sports, like, Oh, good for them. Like competing in the same sports as men. Like, and it was like only cool because it was unusual. Mm -hmm. Whereas now women have made so much progress that, like you said, the top three Wilk scores uh, are, are women's scores, you know, and, and women are now respected because they're good at the sport, not just because they're doing the sport, which I think is really cool. It's a huge step. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of progress. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a good, a good time to be female in sports. Yeah. And you're yeah. getting a lot like with, especially with CrossFit, um, you know, that's an introduction for, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands probably of women who mm -hmm. yeah. otherwise wouldn't have even entered a gym, but now yep. they're, they're and not only entering a gym, but they're doing things like Olympic weightlifting yeah, yeah, and powerlifting, yeah. And all these like non-traditional yeah. things. So I think it's come really, really far. Yeah. And people think too, that if like people that don't know that if you're starting to lift, for example, that you very easily gain muscle. I don't want to look bulky like that, or I don't want to, you know, don't train too much. Just start looking like a man, but the, you know, yeah, take I, some time. I know? can't remember who said it, but somebody, somebody mentioned like saying you don't want to work out because you don't want to get too big is like saying you don't want to drive a car because you might accidentally become a professional race car driver. Mm -hmm. right? Like you, it just doesn't <laughs> so happen true. by accident, yeah. you know, yeah. like a lot of people spend a lot yeah. of time trying to get 
jacked. But again, but again, that's yeah. just another societal misconception and another kind of thought process yeah. that was embedded into our, our 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 brains from from years ago. I don't know where when it started or why it started, but yeah, people have this misconception of like how how difficult it actually is to gain weight. And they think that it just happens by accident. What I have noticed is like, and I've fallen victim of this when I just started lifting weights. Um, and if you say, say you're a person who does mostly cardio and you start lifting weights, your energy expenditure is going to be less than if you're doing cardio for like an hour and a half, two hours or whatever, you know, a a super rough spin class. Uh So in the end of the day, it is calories in calories out. Right. So if you're expending less calories because you're, you're transitioning from a sport that's more energy demanding to one that's less energy demanding, such as resistance training, you tend to put on some weight and that's where they, where girls go, Oh, see like weightlifting is making me bulky Mm -hmm. when the reality is that it's not the weightlifting is the fact that they're consuming more calories and they're expending what's making sure. them look mm-hmm. bulky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your, but your diet's just not fitting their new goals. Exactly. Yeah. You have to change your diet when you lift weights, especially if you want to look a certain way. If you don't want to gain any muscle mass, then you have to keep your calories low. Yeah. Like at maintenance yeah. or below. Yeah. That's how you do it. Because the problem is also say that someone hasn't been training and it's a person that just got into resistance training that did yoga before or whatever. Uh-huh. That's the other thing that because they're expending more energy now compared to the other sport they were doing, they get hungrier. And it, like right. just based on the, the, the amount of energy that you're burning, your body, your body starts asking you for more energy and you almost start justifying how much you're eating for the sport that you're doing. And that also oh, puts I, you, I still do that. Me too. I still do that. Like Me if, too. I'm, if I'm com- or getting ready for a powerlifting competition, like I don't want to feel Hungry. any sort of hunger in training just because I feel like it's another distracting thing. Yeah. yeah. So I could have literally eaten like a half an hour earlier and I'm like, I'm still going to eat again just because I don't want to. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Or you eat like a two handfuls of like gummies yeah. or whatever even, it is. Even, even though it's unnecessary. Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. That's a problem that exercise does increase your hunger levels. Mm -hmm. And when you don't understand what those hunger signals mean for your body and you just eat intuitively based on how you're feeling, that's when you end up gaining weight, Mm -hmm. whether it, and if you're lifting weights, yeah, you'll end up gaining muscle, you know, and not losing any fat at Mm -hmm. that point. So then girls, what do they do is they, they quit, they stop lifting weights because they're getting, they're getting bulky. So it's just, I think it's just a, um, misunderstanding of, of how, of the, of the physio physiology of building muscle. And you, losing weight. I think you had, had a really good comeback one time on Instagram where someone's like, I would never want to look like you. And you're like, well, you're in luck because you never could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is true. It's like, like you said, it's not, it's not an accident to it's get not an accident. jacked. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. You've spent a good portion of your life trying to yeah. training for strength. And the byproduct of that was getting more muscular. So yeah. 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 I think it's a good point to stop. Yeah. Yeah. We did really good. Where can people find you? Social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram right now. Instagram, what's your handle? It's I introduced s- that word to you yesterday, huh? Handle. Handle. Yeah, like your, my name. Yeah, your, your that's name. what you're asking. You're at. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> at S W E Sarah B. Awesome. S W E Sarah B. Go, uh, you gotta change actually, that name. No, it's it's easy to remember. Like almost rhymes. S W B S to I lost it. Never mind. Maybe maybe you do need to change it. Just change it to Sarah Beckman. <laughs> I <laughs> think somebody easier. took it. That's why I didn't. Uh, take well, but you can you can play with it. Like, how about like Sarah Be- Sarah B mm-hmm. or like Sarah Beck? Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll yeah. help you. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Hey, thank you so much for thank coming you. on the podcast. Appreciate yeah, thank it. You.